Hello and welcome back to the IAU podcast featuring athlete interviews and ultra running news. This episode will be recorded on, also recorded on video and will be co-hosted by Frederick Olesen of Finland. Frederick is a member of the IAU communications team with responsibilities for the Nordic countries and is one of the founders of the Finnish Ultra Running Federation and he is also the Finnish team manager for the 24-hour team. Today we are joined by Theresa Falk of Norway. Theresa did her first ultramarathon back in 2013, which was the Stockholm 50k, and since then she has competed at a variety of distances, including time-based races. In 2014, she took part in the Bislett 24-hour race in Norway and covered a distance of 203.549 kilometers. And the following year, she represented Norway in the 24-hour European Championships in Torino, Italy. Jump forward to 2021 and Theresa has recently took part in the Bislett 24-hour race once again, but this time she covered a distance of 261.170 kilometres. This distance is the third best distance covered by a female in the 24-hour race and puts her second on the list to Camille Heron, who holds the current IAU world record for 24 hours, which stands at 270.116 kilometres, set in Albi, France at the World Championships 2019. Theresa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I hope I got all that right. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't have all the details myself, so I just uh, I just run. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, John. Uh, very good introduction, and uh, thank you, Therese, for uh, us having the opportunity to to have this chat with you. It's really nice. It's my pleasure. Uh, once again, congratulations for your. Um, believable performance last week it was thank really you fun. very much yeah fun it was to... really fun yeah <laughs> so uh, let us start uh, with a question that uh, a local uh, podcast here in in my city kokkola in, in finland always starts with and it goes like who are you or in in swedish it's it's vemmetu okay um First, first and foremost, I'm a teacher. I'm 46 years old, and um, I just run to cope with all the thoughts in my brain. Actually, so 46-year-old Norwegian teacher at the youth school here in Oslo, in Norway, uh, run almost every day and uh, started running when I was quite a grown-up because I wasn't that active when I was young. Um, so for me this is kind of a different life than I used to have. Yeah, I have uh, listened to a lot of, of podcasts that you have been and, and interviews but when I, I heard that we have this opportunity to interview you I had to stop because I thought that I will hear all the answers and then I think I, I can't ask them again. But uh, of course, there's now a lot of new new listeners that haven't heard these. So it's really nice. So uh, is it right you live in, in uh, Oslo? Yes, I lived here for 26 years old. 26 years now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Uh, uh, for people on the other side of the world so how is it to to be jogging and running in in Oslo at this time of year well 
this year it's been quite nice, but mostly in November it's uh, slippery and wet and snowish, and yeah. So we get. Uh, I'm getting up at half past six in the morning to run to work almost every day. And November, December is my favorite time to do those things. <laughs> but, ah, okay. It's so, quite um, quite difficult uh, to run outside, and this time of year. Yeah, but you you said that you like it when it's at this time of year. Uh, no, it's not my favorite. Time ah, of year. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. I, was, <laughs> I was just think thinking that. that uh, yeah, I uh, as as you heard, I'm I'm from Finland, and I have the some that sometimes you you really need the motivation to to go out for a run yeah uh, or you just have to skip thinking about finding the motivation you just have to do it you know yeah good good so uh before we go to the to the to the last week race we could look a little bit uh back uh, that where how did you start with with running and and how how has your like uh, childhood been? Have you been uh, active in your childhood and stuff like this? Uh, no, I wasn't really active. Um, I'm grown up. Um, I grew up in Hareid, which is a small island outside Ålesund at the west coast of Norway, and I used to go or take the bicycle to school every day uh, for about two kilometers or so, but that was it. And I wasn't particularly active. I didn't participate in any uh, uh, sports uh, at my spare time. Um, started smoking when I was 14. Um, quit smoking when I was 28. Um, and then I started to be active or I don't know. I started to go to the gym because I gained weight after quit smoking. Um, and then I liked running at the treadmill. Um, I couldn't run far and I couldn't run fast, but I, I enjoyed it. And in 2012, I had a um, hard time at work. So then I started to do my jogging really yeah, every day or I was really active and then uh, participated in my first marathon that year in 2012. And I was 36, 37. Yeah. So I was a real grown up, you know, um, mm. when I started to become active and after that, um, just uh, been getting better and better every year. So it's kind of like I, I saved all the energy <laughs> for my older days. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, I would say that it's, it's quite common in the ultramarathon, uh, among ultramarathoners that, that uh, uh, we we weren't oh, a lot of of my friends weren't active in the young age. We were sitting in the bars and smoking, and then 
when we get old, we 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 found it a new new uh, 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 hobby that yeah. were, weren't ruined uh, in the younger years. Mm. I would say. Okay, okay. So you started uh, with with marathons, um, <coughs> but uh, uh, I think John uh, said that when your first first ultra marathon was, but could you? Yeah, it was in, in it was the year after. It was in uh, 2013, so just one year and two months after my first marathon, I participated in Stockholm Ultra 50 kilometers. Um, and because I was thinking that 50k is not that far, it's not much further than 42k, so that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And then a few months later, I participated in uh, something called Ultra Interval, where you are doing eight, 10 kilometers in 24 hours. So every third hour, you start with a new 10K. Okay. And um, that was my first experience with meeting a lot of other ultra runners or, yeah socializing with them and that was quite uh, fun and then someone told me that well Teresa you should know that it's much easier to do the eight times 10 kilometers than run 80k in one stretch so then I had to prove to them that I could <laughs> do 80k in one time as well so in January in 2014, I went to Sweden to do the Arctic Ultra. Oh, okay. And that was my, uh, yeah, my first 50 miler. Uh, and from 80K to 100K, it's really not that big of a difference, I was <laughs> thinking. Well, it was, but well, yeah. So then I run, a few months later, I ran my first 100K. And then I started to look at myself as an ultra runner. Yeah, yeah I have to admit that I have this uh, DUV statistics here on, on the other computer screen. And I can see that your first 50K you, you did in four hours and 30 minutes. So it's quite good for the first like test yeah yeah really and, uh, and your 100k you you did also under 10 hours 9 28 so that's very impressive to for for just for testing just for testing yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. i have some kind of talent i don't know yeah. i think i must i must have some kind of talent <laughs> I, I think we could agree on that yeah yes. okay yeah you said there that uh, you met the the ultra running, uh, uh, the socializing with the ultra runners. Uh, uh, how how uh, how important would you say that that is for your for your uh, can we call it hobby or or your <laughs> your? Uh... Yeah, it's my hobby, and yes, we can. Um, it's really important. I was thinking about it the, the other day 
uh, I wouldn't be standing at Bislet um, just around 261k if it hadn't been for that one weekend in Halden in 2013 because they included me in such a nice way. They knew each other and I was coming there as a rookie and I didn't know anybody. And they were saying, okay, please Teresa, come join us. You can sleep here next to me. And everybody was sharing everything. And then some guy picked up that I liked, yeah, what kind of uh, candy I liked. So he went to the store. When he went to the store, he just picked up some candy for me as well as a nice gift. And I felt included and it was something about being seen just as a person, you know, where all we had in common was the joy of running. Um, and that's what I love about ultra running is that you can meet people who, who are so completely different from you. But we have this one thing in common that bind us together uh, as a community. And I think um, it makes me proud of being an ultra runner. I, I fully follow your thoughts there. And I think that it's a lot of ultra runners who, who feel the same same way. Uh, okay, if we, if we go closer now to, to your, your last week, uh, uh, race. Uh, how much do you, or or if we we started, uh, do you have a coach? No. You don't have a have a coach. Uh, do you have a, a like a training schedule that you follow? Training program. No. no. And you just run the world uh, second best women's <laughs> result in 24 hours. That's yes. quite amazing. Um, yeah. It's quite yeah. amazing. I don't yeah. have a plan. Uh, I call myself um, Lapskaus runner. Lapskaus is a Norwegian dish where you put everything in a pot uh, that's leftovers from the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very good. A very good yeah, it's like, yeah it's like a super runner i just i don't know i just do i just run i go out the door and most of the time when i walk out the door with my training clothes it's for running to work and then home again after work but when i'm doing it all the other times i don't know what i'm supposed to do I don't know if I'm going on a 10K or if it's going to be a, a 3, and 30K or a 50K. Sometimes it can be very seldom, but sometimes it can be intervals. I don't like doing those speed trainings because it's uh, hard. <laughs> um, and sometimes I go to the gym to work on a treadmill and then I never know how it's going to be before the workout has ended. It just, yeah, something happens during the time I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. 
it sounds uh, very interesting and uh, I, I was thinking about asking this question a little bit later but maybe it's a good point now uh, do you think it's because in a 24 hours race or or longer uh, it's very much about your head the mental yeah. side of, of it yeah uh, <clears throat> and um, yeah I think most no not most of it I think um, my form uh, that I'm uh, such a good runner is because I listen to my body I think I am quite smart in the way I work out uh, because if I have a really crappy day in my head and I need to steam off in some kind of way I can run fast uh, if I have a different kind of crappy day where I'm tired and exhausted I can have a slow short run and I I adjust my workout to my everyday life. And it's more important for me being a good teacher uh, and function in everyday life than being a good runner. But I think because of my thinking that way, I also become a good runner because I don't kill my wives. And then I can use the mental bit when I'm standing in this or running in 17 hours and I have like seven hours left of the race and I can think well this is the same as a shitty day at work <laughs> where all I want to do is go home and crawl 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 to bed and then sleep for a lot of hours well I can do it at work I can do it here it's yeah yeah. I can cope. And uh, am I right that when you are your own own coach or you are the person who is saying, okay, today I will have a, a slow day, today I will have a, a, maybe a little bit of intervals, uh, then you learn more about yourself and you can use this during the races also. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't think that much about my, I don't analyze my running. I just do, you know, I just walk yeah. out the door and do. So I don't analyze it. And uh, it's the same when I ran, ran at Bislet or in Hell. I listen to music. I run as fast as I can. And yeah, I just run. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you chat with other runners? during the races? No, I don't like people when I run. Okay. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I can say a few words, but there are very few people I like to um, run and talk to for long distances. I'm not, um, I can do it on a um, social workout, but most of the time I like to run alone. Okay. I like so to, I like to be in my own brain. So you go into some kind of, of a race mode when you are in a, in a race? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about uh, 
injuries and and up to the que next next question uh, do you have had any injuries <laughs> back and forth I've, um i had my hoglund's hal the heel of hoglund i don't know how to say it in english but i've had um operated on it two times uh, but that was before i was start running uh so I have some problems with my Achilles now and then. Um, and but most of the time when I have problems with my Achilles, it's my own fault because I haven't done my hip exercises or my uh, Achilles exercises. Um, so before this bislet, I was forced to take it slow for a few weeks because um, my Achilles were hurting and they were like small mountains on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were really like you know, shitty, crappy uh, Achilles, uh, both of them. Um, so I was afraid that it would hurt too much to run. But when I started running, um, it's kind of stiff and it hurts, but then it didn't become any worse during the race. So after 13 hours, it was the same kind of pain in my Achilles as it was on the first hour. And now after the race, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but it, it is what it is. And the longest I've been going without running since 2012 is four days okay uh, but i've been doing alternative workout like um, um you know the ellipsum machine yeah and uh, i really don't like spinning but i've been doing that as well uh, a few times so um, i can do alternative training but i prefer running and no, I'm very fortunate with my body. Uh, never hurt. Never injured. Yeah, that sounds incredible. That yes. you you are you are lucky. Yes, uh, or I, I have a good fish memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just yeah. forgot. Yeah. yeah, and and maybe someone. If, if they would have a Achilles that you were describing, maybe would it go for 24 hours run? Maybe would go no, to it's, doctor? It's not okay. ideal. No. And I think a doctor would not recommend that, yeah, as a treatment, let's go and run for 24 hours. And no, you're quite right on that one. Yeah, good, good. So uh, you told that uh, the preparation for, for Bislet uh, was that you had to, to take it a little bit easier, but uh, uh, normally before your races, do you have any kind of, do you change your, your running the days before? I run a little bit less, but also this, um, it all depends on the situation in life otherwise, because I run to work back and forth every day. It's about five kilometers one way. And that I would do 
anyway. Did you run uh, last Friday before you went to Bislett? No, yes, I did, but just one way, just 5k. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, that's someone would maybe say that it's it's good to have a, a little bit of rest, but you you have you have uh, shown us that it's wrong that this way is the right way to do it. Good. No, I I I want to show you that there is no right or wrong way. It's yeah. uh, listen to your own body and uh, but don't listen too carefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, during the race, uh, how 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 was the 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 race? Uh, do you you have run quite quite many 24 hour races already so i think you you know the the drill yeah i know the i know the drill uh, and i know that it would be really hard at 16 17 hours uh, in belfast or in romania in timishwara I don't remember if it was the world championship or the European championship. I sat down after 16, 17 hours one year and I didn't get up. And I'm still pissed at myself for that. And that is really important to remember at 16, 17 hours when you are so tired and everything hurts and you just want to go home and sleep. You need to think that well, it's worth it. It's just a few hour, more hours. It's worth it. And my goal when I go into a 24-hour race is always just to stand for 24 hours. If I can run for 24 hours, I will come far. I don't know how far, but if I keep jogging for 24 hours, I will come a good distance. So that that is always my goal. I don't have like, oh, I want to do 250, I want to do 260, but I want to be there for 24 hours. Um, and this time I was thinking uh, to start... Um, I was planning to start really, really slow. And I thought I was starting quite slow as well. And then it was quite easy. And then after a few hours, it was still kind of easy. So I thought, okay, I keep going for a hundred miles and see if I can do a little bit better time at hundred miles than I did in hell in September. So I did for a five minutes better time this year. And no, this time at Bislet at the 100 miler. And then I still had some energy. So I was trying not to slow down too much afterwards. Uh, just keep on at the same pace. Um, and I also try not to go to the toilet for more than three or four times. Uh, and this time I went to the toilet only two times. That's a new uh, record. Uh, uh, I 
looking here at your lap times and it's unbelievable uh, I've, I've just found okay here is maybe your second uh, toilet <laughs> round yeah. because all the other times are are uh, almost the same the uh, so so it's it's unbelievable how how steady pace you have been doing and yeah, yeah Tracy um, from the US uh, Ultra Association I don't remember her last name but uh, Tracy was sending me um, graphic um, picture where they've been comparing the 10 best races uh, 10 best uh, performances at 24 hour. And mine is, I'm so, I'm so eager, I'm so steady compared to the rest of them. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable when I, when I look at, at It's that. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is also a good strategy. And uh, if I ha have understood that that is maybe also the, the uh, that you talk about a lot, uh, from a Yenta, run like yeah, a girl. run like a girl. Yeah, that uh, you start the right pace and then you just keep up the same pace. Yes. yes. Okay, so um, uh, you may be told or already told, but at what uh, part of of the race last weekend you noticed that? you are going to go really far. When did you start to believe that, okay, this, you will do a new, new record? Uh, it was after 20 hours. Uh, I don't remember. Um, I actually wasn't thinking that much about it until the last hour or something when I saw that, shit, I'm going to go beyond 260 that is quite yeah. amazing so then i yeah. tried to speed up a little bit so i was sure i was going at 260 aha uh -huh. okay so so did you have anyone who were like telling you about about uh, all no. what no uh, is it so that you don't like that that somebody comes and tell you that if you run next <laughs> 4 hours in this and this phase you will have the like the European best performance or stuff like that? Yeah, no, I don't like it because I I try I come um, how to say this I come uh, I am running against myself okay. and uh, I'm a big I'm a, my own biggest competitor. So uh, for me, as long as I can be running as good as I can, I mean, really as good as I can, and I try every time to do my very best, uh, then I should be pleased anyway. Mm. So even though I've been, uh, if I had been at 269, for example, this time, I would be really, really, really proud and I wouldn't have any regrets that someone didn't tell me 
well, you're going to take the world record if you just speed up a little yeah. bit because I do my best. And in my mind, there is no way that I could have done better this time than I did. I did a perfect race and maybe next time I do a perfect race again and maybe it's going to be better, maybe it's not. But as long as I do my best, I, I and I don't know, I don't like when people are telling me, do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite stubborn. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I met a lot of, of ultra runners and as, as John mentioned, I've been uh, part of the, the Finnish 24 hour uh, team in, in the four latest uh, championships. And I noticed that there is a lot of different kind of, of runners. Somebody who loves to have all kind of graphics and lists and they need, need to know exactly at what phase, uh, speed they are running and how long the, the next round should take. And I have to say that, that uh, I, I'm a person like, that likes that. But then we have also members that are just like you that doesn't want to know anything they just want to, to run and and eat something good now and then and i don't eat anything <laughs> so, i just drink oh, i drink okay. and take uh, i drink my uh, the morton and i take some gels now and then just to have some uh, I don't know, refreshment or whatever. But uh, no, I don't drink any um, anything. No soda, no Coke or Fanta or anything. Yeah. Just Merte. And you are able to do that for 24 hours. You don't have any problems with, with stomach and stuff like that. No, after I started with that... Um, my stomach became much better. So I haven't been throwing up um, since I started doing that. And if I have something with the, and the um, sparkling water type of thing, then um, my stomach go crazy. Yeah, okay. So and you have- sugar, yeah, no. And then I take some salt tablets uh, now and then as well. I think I took, three salt tablets all together at this left. Okay. L lucky you. And yes. I think, <laughs> think there is a lot of, of runners that have a problem with the energy. So Yeah, <clears throat> but you, you need to make it as easy as possible. And also, if you want to cut time, you need to the time that you are doing on eating and all that stuff don't have a lot of things to choose from yeah you just need to have a i actually have a plan with my drinking i drink every 48 minutes approximately and then i drink about 250 milliliters so it's a little yeah. less than they are recommending but for me it's okay and then I take a gel now and then, every third or fourth hour or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about the uh, shoes? Uh, carbon 
shoes. Yeah, this time I, because of my Achilles, there was only one pair of shoes that my football allowed me to wear. And that was old pair of Nike Vaporfly. And they have been, I've been running almost thousand kilometers in them already. So they were supposed to be worn up or used or whatever. But for me, as long as they are comfortable at the heel, at the Achilles, uh, they were fine. Uh, but I've been running my all my races this year with them. So three 24-hour races and 100K and a six-hour race and a 60K and some marathons. Yeah. So they have gone a lot of kilometers. Uh, now I have to to admit that I don't know. It's Viperfly with with carbon. Yeah. Okay. So there have been a, some discussions in the running scene about how much carbon shoes help in in long distance in twenty four our races mm. do you have any kind of what, what do you think um maybe but i think the um, mental um the psychological psychological effect is more important yeah that if you sounds... be, if you believe that they are giving you a good bounce then yeah yeah that's good because that, these ones are supposed to be worn out. Yeah, you I know, think. they are supposed to be good for 600 kilometers or something. And when I started at Bislet, they had been going, they had been going for, a, I've been running in them for a, maybe a thousand kilometers already. Yeah. And what I have understood that the, the carbon effect should be there anymore after oh. that. So I think it's all in the brain. Yeah. Good. That, as long as they are pink, it's okay with me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, if it if it uh, works, then okay. Is it yeah. the is it brain or or what what part helps? Then doesn't matter. No. Yes. Okay. I believe uh, taking sauna and um, swimming in the cold ocean as well helps. So. Yeah, good, good. Uh, and uh, after the 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 race, you were up and running. Was it like uh, Tuesday morning already? Yeah, Tuesday I was running to work. Yeah. So that's for some some runners. It sounds unbelievable, uh, but. <clears throat> yeah, but I've been doing my some of my best marathon runs uh, a week after a twenty-four hour race. Uh -huh. okay. Um, because I think um, the body can, as long as you just start using it again, um, and it's not a pretty run, you know, and it's not yeah. a fast run. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you can call it a run because it's kind of uh, 
silly running or something. <laughs> um, but then uh, I think the body, yeah, goes back to normal faster. Yeah, okay. For some, some runners, there's just no possibility to, to do it. They don't just legs hurt and uh, you have injuries and, and stuff like that. Yeah, if you ha if you have injuries, and then you should probably rest. But the rest of us, no. Of course, the leg hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I I asked from my from my ultra running friends. What, what questions I should should be asking and uh, uh, one was uh, that uh, how about trail running have you done any any <laughs> trail running yeah that's um uh, yes but I'm crap at it yeah. I'm not really good at the trail running uh, I'm afraid of running downwards uh, hilly steepy things I'm afraid of uh, I don't have the balance and um, I'm not used to it. So no, I'm not good at it, but sometimes I do it just to challenge myself. Yeah, yeah we have been talking about that a lot with my with my ultra running friends and, and uh, some are good at both, but there is a lot of people that are good at trail running, but then when you put them on a track, they don't do so good, and then the other way around. That if you put a, a track runner in the forest, then they are coming out with bleeding uh, knees and and stuff like that. Yes, it's, it's quite. I, I'm quite, one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how about uh, forty-eight hours runs? From, I don't know, 48 hours is more a competition of who can be awake for 48 hours. And I could probably be running good for a few more hours, but I like to run. I like to, I like the 100K and I like the 24 hours, but I, and I could do also the six days and um, uh, 1000Ks in 10 days or something. But for me, 48 hours is just, uh, I don't know. It's more a competition of who can be awake for 48 hours. Oh, okay. But, but you could think of doing a, a six day race. Yes, and I would, uh, I would love to do a six day race. Um, because everybody has to sleep during six days. And uh, I also have a dream of doing the Mos uh, Paris-Moscow and Men's Memory Run in 2023, I think. No, 22, 23, the summer. There is supposed to be a race that goes from Paris, uh, Paris to Moscow. Um, I think it's 2,500 kilometers and you can run together or you can split the race between you and one can drive and one can run. 
Um, I would love to do that. Yeah, that sounds sounds fun. So if okay. anybody is interested in going uh, running with me from Paris to Moscow, then uh, give me a call. <laughs> okay, I, I think you will have a lot of <laughs> contacts. <laughs> Good. 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 Okay. Uh, as mentioned in, in the beginning, uh, I represent the EAU, International Association of Ultra Runners. So, uh, what, what do you what what do you think of when you hear EAU? What do I think of? Well, for me, it's uh, Nadim Khan. That's what I think. Okay. Okay, good. And Edith um, Brasier. Um, and I also think of uh, I, I think of the World Championships and the European Championships. Yeah, I fully understand. Uh, is there anything that you think that the EAU could uh, do? do for ultra runners and do do maybe better for for ultra runners maybe have some more press release you know make a big deal out of uh, records that are taken uh, rep maybe represent the yeah introduce us to the world press you know and the way it is now i it's kind of the social media where you are doing commercial for yourself and for the sport and uh, for me it's um, a hobby but i think there are some young runners who want to do uh, great in uh, they want they want to achieve great things in ultra running and it's an interesting sport but if the world should be interested um then i would i and the media needs to hear about us and uh, the eiu needs to use big words you know mm -hmm. yeah i i think, uh, yeah yeah i think that uh, this is something that we at EAU work with now and with this uh, communication committee where where I, I started for a couple of uh, months ago and uh, what, what we are doing right here now is is uh, like one part of of that, mm. that we, we... and I really appreciated it so it's uh, it's a good thing and I, I like that you asked me that question yeah good good because uh, it's the association of ultra runners so it's we who, who love the sport that, that that the association is is representing and, and yeah and that's the way and uh, i also from from the finnish part i i hope that we could also uh better the the nordic countries uh, like uh, Work, work together, work together, better also. Yeah, I do. I agree with you, and I really, really would like us to have uh, 
have Nordic competition or championships. So, um, and I know that the Norwegian Ultra Association hesitates a little bit on that because that means, um, I, I, I don't know why. Uh, no. um, but uh, I would really appreciate if that would be something. And I think it's important for the sport. Yeah, yeah, I think and it would be it would be really, really fun. Of course, uh, with twenty four hour races, it's a little bit uh, problematic that uh, some some runners aren't like you that can do like three or four twenty four hour races in in one year, and then then it's it's. Uh, it has been a challenge to find like a, a space for Nordic championships, and then if there is a European championships and and the world championships. But but let's <coughs> work to to achieve that. Mm. Yes. Okay. Uh, I just have one one last question. But does John have anything? You would like to comment here? I've lots of questions. I, I, I think a lot of stuff has been answered and I really want to just kind of tease out on some of the stuff that has been already said and answered. But recovery is something that really interests me. And I noticed that Teresa doesn't really take recovery. Maybe she calls it active recovery. And I'm just wondering, is she a bit OCD, what we call or obsessive compulsive behavior that you you uh, well, you have to be doing something uh, good question um, no <laughs> I can good answer easily be just uh, lying on the couch and uh, taking the day off if I need to uh, but I think I believe that it's good to have active recovery as you call it uh, and I think that it's better for the body to keep moving instead of getting stiff because m in my experience doing nothing and just taking it easy for some days after a race then my body is aching more and I feel the pain after the race more uh, than compared to if I'm running or jogging to work and something else i find interesting is you mentioned how difficult it is to run and train at this time of the year in norway but still at the race you recently did in bislet there were some very big distances covered by norwegian runners so i'm just wondering is it that norwegian runners would be more resilient because of the lifestyle that, that you live you don't have a choice if you want to do something you have to go out and do it and the weather isn't something that can, I suppose, if you're going to worry about the weather, you're going to do nothing. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't have an answer to that. Uh, but if you want to find some, if you want to find excuses for not doing anything, you will always find excuses. Yes. Uh, and, and, it's not just runners, it's everybody. 
because sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's boring, sometimes you really don't want to get up uh, an hour before you need to just to do uh, extra running or uh, but I think um, you will always find excuses either you're from Norway or from England or from Finland or wherever you're from. Yeah, so if you don't have the right reason to do what you're doing, you will find the excuses. Yes, you will. <laughs> well, I'm very happy with that. So uh, very interesting and honest chat. So thanks very much for your time. And I look forward to seeing you at race next year. Yeah, me too. Are, uh, am I going to see you at the 100-mile track race for Centurio running? I'm not sure yet. But I'm looking forward to that because that's yeah. my first big goal okay. next year. Right, okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll check that one out and uh, see if I can pay a visit over. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you say that, that race is? Uh, it was supposed to be in Ashford in Kent, but it's changed because they're doing something with um, track in Ashford. So they changed the scenery and I don't remember where, but it's somewhere in England. <laughs> okay, that might okay. be an excuse to go over for a weekend. We leave it at so. I say thanks very much for your time. And for anybody tuning in, if you enjoyed this or any of the other podcasts, you might consider subscribing. And yeah, thanks, Teresa, and thanks, Frederick.